Thank you for listening to this message from Life in the Sun Christian Fellowship. We hope you'll be inspired to honor God and make disciples. Good morning. Uh, I'm not Pastor Mark, as you can see. <laughs> well, good morning. Well, today we go on week two of our series. Hark, anyway, I'm sorry. Let me just let the ushers finish what uh, they were doing. Uh, let me just uh, get us back into order. Last week, Pastor Mark talked about... Uh, who was it? Zacharias? So it was the start of the series called Hark. And the word Hark is the word listen. Listen. Okay, I had a co-worker back uh, before. That's always what he would always say. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. So today, as I read the text, I want you guys to do exactly that. Typically, we would show the text on the screen. But today, what I want you to do is just to listen. I will be the one to read it. And all you have to do is hark, okay? And by doing that, I want you just to, um, like what uh, Ms. Terry was saying, take a step to believe that when you hear, just like uh, the character that we're going to go through, you will hear something. Is that good? Is that amen? So I'm actually going to read from, a, from an actual Bible today, okay? Not from an app. So as the ushers are finishing in, I would be reading... From Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. So since last week, it was the angel Gabriel that went to Zacharias, and he was the one that declared the news or the, uh, the news to, to him. Um, just imagine me. I, I, I may not look like an angel, okay? But just imagine my voice sounding angelic. All right, are you ready? You can even just bow your heads and just uh, listen, to, listen to the Bible. So I'm reading from Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Verse 26 goes, Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God, was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at, at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, thank you for your word. And Father, I believe as, uh, as we did exactly that, just to hark, 
just to listen to your voice, to listen to the messenger that you have sent to Mary, that we also will receive a message. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now you can look up. Did you hear? <laughs> as, I was, uh, I was, as I was studying this and as I was meditating on this, it was so amazing that there really is no insignificant detail in the Bible. The, uh, the numbers in the Bible, the places in the Bible, what the event that's going on in the Bible, if you really meditate on it, you'll be surprised what comes out. So, so we have read the story of Mary, and most of us, if we grew up in a Christian home, we probably heard this story every year. And sometimes what is traditional and what you hear uh, quite often, you kind of lose the meaning behind it. So one of the greatest ways to get insights in the Bible is really to, to see who the message was given to. And for, for this particular message, who is it? It was Mary. So let's look at Mary. So who was Mary? If we didn't know anything about Mary, who is Mary based on what we just read? Who is Mary? Well, there's only two verses that mentions Mary. This is the first mention, and this is the only two verses that mentions Mary. Can you go ahead and put that up? Okay, let me read from the back. 26, it says, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. So a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. If this is all we can read, perhaps the, uh, the first thing that would really just popped out is that Mary was a virgin and she was betrothed. That's it. So who is really Mary? Well, actually, verse, one, or verse 26 tells us a lot about who Mary is. She is from a village called Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth, okay, because Mary was from Nazareth. Anybody know where Nazareth is? Exactly. Nazareth is really, I guess for the statesiders, this is what you would call your backwoods, your boondocks, okay? In the Philippines, we would call this from the barrios, insignificant places. That's what Nazareth was. You looked up, if you look at Nazareth, you will find that uh, in First John chapter, chapter 1, when Andrew went to Nathaniel to declare that, Nathaniel, we have found Jesus, the one that Moses and the prophets spoke of. Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. And what was Nathaniel's uh, response? Is there anything good that comes out of Nazareth? It was a comment really because Nazareth was really someplace insignificant. No rock star came out of Nazareth. No inventor came out of Nazareth. Nazareth was really almost off the map, off the right. Uh, it's one of those places that if, if you like to watch horror movie, it's probably one of those uh, places where you make the wrong turn and you never come out of. That is like Nazareth. Nazareth has... Um, uh, it's not really that it's a bad place. It's just that it is a place where really nothing happens. It is so insignificant. So imagine Mary. Mary came from this place. He came, or she, I'm sorry. She came from a place where really nothing happens. Now, so uh, just like how Nathaniel said, does anything good really come out of Nazareth? So that's Mary. Can you imagine yourself being in that place? In fact, uh, I got coworkers 
who always seems to have a bad, <laughs> they have a bad rap regarding a certain village in Guam. Whenever we talk and said, oh, so-and-so did this. Oh, yeah, that's, that's normal. He's from that village. I don't know why, and I don't want to ask. Okay, for those of you who live here who are local, I think you know that. It's like, ah, so-and-so did this. Oh, yeah, oh, that's normal. He's from that village. See, that's like Nazareth. So can you imagine when Mary, Mary growing up in this situation that, oh, I'm from Nazareth. Nobody really knows me. I'm insignificant. Then the next thing we would know about Mary is that she was betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. In their day and age, the age of a girl being betrothed is age 12 to 14. That young. How many of you here are in between that age? Thank you, Elmore. <laughs> Anybody here around that age? No. Most of us are... I mean, I cannot even remember what I was doing at, at that age. But Mary was basically engaged to be married at young as 12, no older than 14. The, the, the age of engagement or the, the length of engagement usually just lasts one year. But yet, of course, as you can see here, she was still a virgin, meaning there was really no uh, sexual intimacy that had happened. So she was betrothed, meaning also, so she's young. She comes from a very insignificant place. She comes from a very humble beginning. Not only that, she was also female. And being betrothed really means that your family is poor. So that's Mary. She's poor. She's barely a teenager. She's so young, she's, uh, she's about to get married at, the age, uh, at that age, and then all of a sudden, so can you imagine yourself? Can you imagine yourself like that? Most of us probably can, because that's really who we are. In fact, if we go down even deeper, in fact, even your family reputation, it's like the moment they hear you're from this family, it's like, oh, nothing good will come out of that person. See? Um, uh, never mind. <laughs> I used to have a relative that does that. Okay, so this is Mary. Can you now imagine who Mary is? So now, now, as you see how Mary is, as you see her situation, I believe you would be amazed on how God, or how good God is, that Mary was the one chosen. So what did Mary heard as the angel spoke? And I hope you heard it too. So we'll go in order as how the angel spoke it. The very first thing that I believe that Mary heard as the angel Gabriel spoke to her was point one. Go ahead. God's favor. God's favor. It says here, and having come in, the angel said to her, rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, right? Rejoice. Highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Then verse 30 said, Then the angel said again, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You would think that God would chose somebody from the city, not from the backwoods. But yet, what does this tell us? That our qualification, our background, no matter what our experience is, our education or, or lack of education, really has no bearing on the favor of God towards us. Did you hear that? God's favor is based entirely on him and his character and in his goodness. And for this very example, it's just so amazing that Mary, a 12-year-old girl, 
coming from Nazareth. People will probably say, oh, you're from Nazareth. Okay, nothing good will come out of you. And then all of a sudden, an angel appears to her and say, rejoice, O highly favored one. Can you just imagine that? Say that with me. Say your name and you say, you are highly favored. I am Armin and I am highly favored by God. Now repeat that. You say your name, okay? Whatever your name is, don't say, you can say my name. Okay, one, three. One, two, three. Highly favored one. Any of you came from Nazareth? No, right? Does that disqualify you from receiving the favor of the Lord? Does your age disqualify you from receiving the favor of the Lord? Some of you might say, but I'm already old. Mary was 12 years old. Well, there's another man in the Bible who was 75, Abraham. And, and it says that he was a friend of God. Even the same, okay? He, he gave birth at the age of what? 199? A man, uh, and sometimes we, we forget about the, 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 the Jurassic age, because we are every nation, we're so focused on the young, we forget about the older generation, but yet Abraham was also, regardless of age, said he was a friend of God. So God's favor was on Mary, not because Mary came from the city, was because Mary was educated, was because Mary was a, from a prominent family, but the opposite is actually, it's actually the opposite. Mary has nothing to qualify herself to receive the favor of God, but it was God himself that said, Rejoice, for you are highly favored. Blessed are you among women. Isn't that amazing, church? That uh, when we look at ourselves and we know there is really nothing that qualifies us, and then we look at God, it's like it just, it's, uh, I guess these are your moments that you can't, I, I can't uh, there's really is no word to describe how that feels. Amen? So that's, I believe that was the first thing that Mary heard as the angel spoke. The second thing that Mary heard was this God's plan. Okay, go back to Mary. Mary of Nazareth. Mary, who came from an insignificant place, an insignificant family, an ordinary girl, as young as that. But yet, so this is Mary, okay? And then we read this. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Isn't that amazing? Humble Mary. Then all of a sudden, God's plan was. How many times did you hear the word great there? It says, he will be great. The, the, the son that you will conceive, Mary, will be great. He will be called the son of the highest. But Lord, I'm just lowly. I come from humble beginnings. And the Lord, uh, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. The son that, you will, uh, that, you, that will come out of you, Mary, will be the king of this nation. Because the king right now was not even from the line of, uh, of, of Israel. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. You know, many of us has this, uh, I guess, uh, difficulty believing that because we come from very low, low places, that how can God possibly give me a plan in my life that high? Isn't it? It's so, it's so difficult to understand that God will give me a plan for my life this high when I come from this low beginning. You know, I never really like to speak myself, 
that's why most of you probably don't know who I am. By the way, my name is Armin. I usually sit over there and I keep quiet to myself. That's just who I am. I'm, I'm not one who really speaks out. But most of the people, when they see me up here, they said they can't believe that, that, I, can, that I can talk. Well, it's not really all me, okay? But that's the difference. And sometimes it's so difficult for us to receive. I think that, that was the word that Mr. was saying, receive the plans of God for our life because we see ourselves in the situation of Mary. The Lord, I don't have the right education. I don't have the right experience. I don't have the right family name. I don't belong to the dot dot of Guam or the beep beep of Guam. You know, whatever last name that Guam, uh, uh, you know those names. I don't really know who they are. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I don't come from the city. I'm, I came from the barrios, okay? Sometimes we, 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 tend, to look, uh, we, we tend to look at ourselves and we can't believe that. How can God actually give me a plan this high? when I'm just from the islands. I'm just from Guam. I'm just from the village of, uh, of, of Guam. <laughs> I don't want to say village. <laughs> I'm just from the village of Guam. How can God <laughs> use me to impact the entire island? But yet here's Mary. From the, I want to say from the worst place of Israel, from the most unknown place of Israel, will come out from her one of the greatest of, or the greatest. Of course, we know that now. That, I believe, is what Mary heard the second time. And these are in order. Okay? And the third one that I believe Mary heard as the angel spoke is this. God's reassurance. You know, I believe if we just be honest to ourselves, we already, some of us, or if not most of us, already heard a plan from God. And for those of us who are a new believer, perhaps one of the plans that you have embraced is Jeremiah 20, or one of the scriptures that you have embraced for yourself is Jeremiah 29, 11. Because that really is a powerful scripture to memorize and to just embrace when you're not really particular or you're not really sure what is it that God has called me for. <clears throat> so if uh, most of you who, who are memorized Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. There are plans to what? To prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Regardless of where you came from, the plans of God is to prosper you and not to harm you. I mean, you can take that, that passage itself and you will be amazed that that was a prophetic word to the nation of Israel while they were in captivity. So if, and, and perhaps that's what you have been, t- uh, that's what you have uh, taken for yourself. You have, there, or you have heard God speak to you regarding a plan. And if not, if not yet, you're, you're still in Jeremiah 29, 11. Or if not, or if not, you probably uh, heard that uh, one of the will of the father is for you to know whom he sent is, is really is to know Christ. Why Christ? Because when you know Christ, then you will know who you are. And once you get to know who you are, it becomes more clearer what the plans of God are for you. So God's reassurance. So those, uh, so, so Mary saw God's favor or heard God's favor. Mary heard God's plan for her. And then God reassures her. It says, and the angel answered. So before this, Mary asked, but how can this be? For I do not know of a man. So God reassured her, and the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit 
will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that, that the, Holy one who is, uh, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her, in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. Why was that inserted? God was assuring Mary that, look, Mary, for me, I can do this. Your cousin, the very person that you know of. There was a close relationship between Mary and Elizabeth. And that's why God has to, uh, or the angel has to insert this in saying, look, your cousin Elizabeth, who was called barren, is now on her sixth month. Mary, so, re- so you know, be, feel that uh, assurance that for me or for God, nothing will be impossible. Of course, that's the angel speaking. For me there, or for God, there will be nothing that is impossible. That's God's reassurance to Mary that whatever I have spoken, the plans that I have for you, Mary, you know, rest assured that I can do it, that I will do it. Amen. So if you have seen the order, which is really, which is also amazing how, how the, when the angel gave the message to Mary, it was also in order. Some of us, we see the plans of God and we shrink back because that's, that's the first thing we see, the plans of God. But yet, what the very first thing that the angel said was that, uh, was that you're favored, I am with you, you are blessed. You are blessed, Mary. Sometimes what we hear is, in order for you to be blessed, you got to follow the plans of God. Isn't it not? Sometimes that's what we hear. Pastor Mark talked about last week that the reason why we, what hinders us from believing is we got this ungodly beliefs. And it's, uh, part of that is probably because we hear things and we got, ever heard about selective uh, hearing? <laughs> Sometimes we have the selective hearing. We only hear, and of course, uh, uh, well, I don't want to credit that to the enemy, that's why, but uh, in some passages, it is the reason why you become selective in your hearing is because of the enemy. But the way that the, the message that, that was laid out to Mary was that, Mary, first and foremost, you are favored by God. God is with you. Amen? You are blessed. You are blessed not because you're going to do the plans, but you are blessed just because you are. And then after that, when Mary heard that, then God gave the plan to Mary that out of your small beginnings, great son, a great son will come out of you. And then when all of that was laid out, God reassured Mary that nothing is impossible with me. Amen? In closing, let me give you one last verse to show you all of this in one verse. So God's favor... God's plan and God's reassurance all in one verse. It's a story in Genesis chapter 28. It was the story of Jacob. Jacob ran away from, uh, Jacob basically uh, ran away from, uh, from Esau who wanted to, uh, <laughs> wanted to beat him up because of what he did. He stole his birthright. So Isaac sent him to, 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 his, to his mother's country and go find a wife there. So as he was sleeping, he fell into a dream and God reiterated the plan to Jacob saying, your descendants will be like the dust of this earth. There will be numerous. Uh, Genesis chapter 28. And so this is where it picks up uh, Genesis chapter 28, verse 15. So this is, while Jacob was in a dream, God spoke to him and said, behold, I am with you. Do you see that? What was the, what was the first thing that the angel said? For the Lord is with you. 
you are highly favored. I am with you and will keep you wherever you go. The word keep there is the same word that you will find in Numbers chapter 6, which is the priestly blessing that God told Moses to speak over his people. And that means to keep is really to protect. The word to keep is the word to corral, is to for shepherds. During the night, they would build a thorn bush and, and build a hedge of protection around their flock so that the predators will not come in. And that's the word keep. So God told uh, Jacob, behold, I am with you, meaning I favor you, Jacob. It's like saying, I favored you, Tommy. I favored you, Tony. I favored you, Elmore. I'm with you, Jason. That's what it is. So, and I will keep you, meaning I will protect you, Brian. I will protect you, Cyan. That's what it is. And wherever you go, and said, and I will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Until I have done what I have promised to you. So you see the favor of God. You see the plans of God. And you see the assurance of God that what I have spoken to you, I will Complete it, I will not leave you until it is done. And church, I believe that's what Mary heard as the angel Gabriel came to her and said, Mary, you're favored. Mary, this is the plans of God for you. It is a great plan for you. And don't worry, Mary. I will make sure that I will be with you till the end until what I have spoken to you is complete. Amen? Are you blessed, church? Let's just go ahead and pray. Father, thank you. You know, as I was, I'm, um, I'm, I'm just blessed to really just to read this. I mean, I've read this before, but when I started meditating on it, it just, it's just wonderful just to see how God is so amazing towards a, a girl named Mary. Uh, like what I said earlier, because sometimes when tradition has been laid out and we hear the story over and over, we kind of we forget that there's really so much insight in it. And when you find that insight, you also find the heart of God towards us. So, Father, thank you that just like Mary, for those who living in Guam, there there really is nothing more tinier or more <laughs> more smaller than living in Guam. You know, one of our problems uh, in Guam is getting shipments to Guam. You order online, they don't want to ship to Guam. It's like, oh, so that's how insignificant Guam is because you don't want to ship to Guam. But Father, thank you that just like Mary, that while living on this island, you have great plans for us. You have great plans for Guam. You have a great plan for life in the sun, Lord. And Father, we just embrace, Father. Embrace this plan that you have for us. That, Lord, thank you that your favor is upon us, that you gave us an assurance that you will not leave us until everything that you've spoken to us is fulfilled, that every purpose that we have is done. So, Father, I pray for this church. I pray for us, Father. And thank you, O God. Oh, what an encouragement it is to see the stories that's been read over and over again and then see it that there's so much about you and so much about your heart towards this story. So, Father, thank you in Jesus' name.